we are back. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but what is up, everyone? We are back. It is tea time with Tiffany. I think this is episode fourteen. Look at that. I can't. I can't believe it. Right. It's it's, it's Stefan Diggs episode. <laughs> we'll get. We'll talk about it later too. Yes. No. Oh, yeah. Ready. I, I think we both agree on the same side. We're both on the same side of the Stefan Dick stuff, but we're going to get to that towards the end of the episode. But let's get into it because the combine had started or stopped. Actually, it's over. And um, there were some players. Is there any players that caught your eye? Yes. And it's funny, before we came on to this recording, we both decided there were five players that we were going to talk about. Right. And I will list mine. I have four that I I dream about. One is a sleeper that may be a real acquisition okay. if we can get him. First of all, in my dreams, Osiris Torrance, Gator, offensive lineman. He came from Louisiana, Lafayette, transferred to the Gators. He's an offensive guard. Runs a 5'4", 340. He was not scouted, according to Dean Kindig, who is my great social or draft guru. Mm -hmm. um, but I really think we need to deal with the line issues. And, and when you see the rest of the players, you'll, you'll find I'm always obsessed about our lines. I will always be obsessed about our lines. But an offensive guard that would could possibly fall to the okay. bills because he's he's projected to go in the first round mm -hmm. but as we all know when there's quarterbacks that move the draft board around early on he could possibly fall to us okay and if he fell to the bills i would dance in the streets <laughs> well maybe i wouldn't i'd spare everybody that but Osiris Torrance. Okay, that's my that's my first guy. Second okay. guy that I'd like to talk about is Kalijah Cansey. He's a defensive lineman from Pitt at a 4-7-3-40. But this dude has the personality. He's got the right personality for <clears throat> the position. He's nasty, but he's got a funny personality. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I also think that he's got that killer instinct. And of course I'm, you know, talking about a defensive lineman when everybody will be saying, well, we don't really want a defensive lineman early. But right. These are just people that, that I think stood out to me. And then the third, oh boy, Jack Campbell from Iowa, a linebacker, okay. six foot oh. five, 246, runs a four, six, three, 40. So this dude is big. He, if we lose Tremaine Edmonds, uh -huh. this guy might just fit the bill. And he's just got all the intangibles that you want in terms of personality and all of that. And that's what you need to have at the middle linebacker position, as we know. It's important for them to be the quarterback of the defense. They have to have a leadership style that goes along with the responsibilities that they have on the field. Okay. And then the fourth person that intrigued me some is a tight end from Michigan tight end, Luke Shoemaker. Oh, okay. Shoemaker, six foot six. Uh, Bean scouted him. 
So I, I think that he could be interesting because I do think the Bills need to draft a tight end. This would be mid-rounds, okay? We're not talking like right. rounds or anything. And this is actually a tight end class, apparently. Yes, it's it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. And I think that we should take advantage of that whenever mm-hmm. we get an opportunity where it's a value because I'm a best player available kind of gal. Okay. However, there's a guy that every year I have to pick somebody out of the combine that nobody else is talking about that just kind of stood out to me for maybe not any obvious reason comparing to other players or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But uh, this year I have a player and he may go undrafted. It's possible he may go undrafted. And if he does, he's a defensive lineman. Sorry, folks. But <laughs> he's from West Virginia and his name is Dante Stills. Okay. And he's 280 pounds. He's six foot four, about 285, ran a 49240. And apparently was the scouts had been to West Virginia a couple of times. So they've had, a, they've had some eyeballs on him. He may not even be drafted, but this guy stood out to me at the combine when I was watching like the cone drills mm-hmm. and, and the stuff where they're jumping their feet in and out and that sort of thing. This guy was extremely agile, extremely agile for his size. And I, that's what I look at. You know, everybody's kind of looking at the numbers and everything. Right. I'm, when I'm watching a player at the combine. I'm looking at what's their physical form. You know, do their joints look good? Do mm-hmm. they look like their knees are going to hold up. Right, right. You know that kind of stuff. And this kid just stood out to me as somebody that you know what you might be able to get him on the cheap. And if you did, he'd be a great player to develop. So watch out for Dante's calls. Okay. Else will be, <laughs> but I'm all right, right. That's your sleeper. That's definitely your sleeper. That's my sleeper. All right, Ooh. I got. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say who you got. Okay, so I got some. I'll I'll do mine's a little, little quick. I got Jake Anderson, Andrew Anderson, um, from Troy. He's six two three zero five. Um, he's best in run block. He plays with a nastiness, which we want. Mm-hmm. Um. He shows some quickness and flexibility and um, on his reach block. So he is an offensive lineman. He's a center. So uh, I like him. Um, another one I like was the wide receiver. I think everybody is talking about this guy, um, Jordan Anderson. I mean, Jordan. Yeah, Anderson. Um, I think we all know about he met with the Bills. I think this guy, though, with it being because where we, where we sit we have New England that needs weapons. Um, we have the Bears that need weapons. If he falls to us, great. I don't know if he will be there. But the way, and like you said, best available player, that's what but that's what the Bills do. Um, if he's there, that's great. Uh, but I, I like this guy. I like this wide receiver. Tight end. I, when you said tight end, I thought you were going to say this guy, Michael Myers. Ah, uh, Yes. I like him. I like him. I forgot where he was from. I didn't write that where they um, where they played, but he said he met with the Bills. He said it a great organization. He would love to play with one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, which is Josh Allen. So um, again, we did say this was a heavy a heavy tight end class. Right. So he may be there. He may not. But do we see 
the Bills picking another tight end? I do. Later in, in the rounds, I, I see right, it too. Right, because right. Brandon Bean did talk about the 12, um, 12 personnel, how he wanted to run it last year, but he really didn't. They went away from it. Exactly. And I, I expected to see more two tight end sets yeah. last year that we didn't see. Right. So there was a lot we didn't see. Yeah. And I'm wondering if our offensive scheme as a whole is going to have more vision to it than it let's hope so let's hope so so uh, i got safety because i think we we need safeties um i got brian branch uh he's excellent in zone he can play in the box strong um strong safety corner nickel and he can play deep free safety so he can play a package of a lot yes so he, he looked good right he looked he, very. Good. He can play multiple positions, and and that's something that the Bills love. Yes, versatility. Yes, absolutely. It, just to add a point, it's not a not with respect to any draft pick, but if I read this from Chris Trapasso on Twitter, and he was on One Bills Live talking the other day, safety position, if they can get someone. In free agency, it will mm -hmm. be you know, they're going to need two probably yes. because we don't know what's going on with Demar Hamlin for this mm -hmm. year. And Micah Hyde, yes, and Micah Hyde as well. But if you want to bring in some experience, Chris Trapasso brought this up, and I was just like, oh, Gaga, yeah, Drew Wingard, who played for the Jaguars is probably going to be available in free agency. He's, oh, okay. He's three to four He's four years in, maybe fifth year. Anyway, he's available. He's from Wyoming. Okay. He played for, he played for Wyoming, and he was a nasty safety and smart, extremely smart, knew how to take great angles, mm -hmm. would be a terrific addition to the team. And so, and he would probably not break the bank. Gotcha. Yeah, we got to find those, you know, those rookie deals and those uh, bargain uh, picks. Bar yeah. yeah, bargain, uh, yeah, pickups. He's going to be on his second contract, but I think he could probably be had for a reasonable price. Mm -hmm. And he's got, you know, four, whatever, four, four years experience already under his belt. I think it's four. Anyway, he's experienced. And I watched him play at Wyoming and the dude is, he's good. Okay. All right. I have one more safety. Um, it's Antonio Johnson. He's yes. a big physical safety. Yes. Um, he's, he not, he don't just play nickel too. He, he's versatile as well. So mm -hmm. if we get those two safety, if they fall to us, you know what I mean? We can get one in a draft and one in free agents. I'm fine with all of that. So yeah, the draft always goes weird. It doesn't yes. go the way you think it's going to go. Especially if somebody, like, of course, up. in your mind, right. Of course, in your mind, you see, like, they need this, so they're going to do this, so they're going to do that. But it's always one team that just throws a monkey wrench in there, and you're just like, all right, let's scramble and, you know, scratch that whole thing that we just did. And, yeah, so I can't wait to the draft. It's going to be exciting. I can't actually wait for free agency because it's going to be crazy. We've already heard it. We've. I'm, I'm so over We'll get into this too, but I'm over the Jordan Poirier and Tremaine Edmonds talk. I'm really over it, but 
we can talk about that if you want towards the end of the episode, or we don't have to, whatever you want to do. But let's move on to Brandon being in his statements at the combine and talking mm-hmm. about how the gap is kind of closing a little bit because the competition is heating up. Like this year, the division can be anyone's, even though we still, we have the rights to it. It's anybody's game right now. If it is anybody. Yeah. If they go and get Rogers, so they finished the bottom of the basement. I don't say the basement. I like to do that. But they finished last in the division. Rogers, even though he's what, 40, right? 38, I think. 38. So. Okay. 38. He's still better than the, the, the quarterbacks that they have on their team. So they, he can give you two to three or even four wins. And you're right there. You're right there. So let's talk about it. Oh, yeah. You know, you read my mind. I was thinking the exact same thing about Aaron Rodgers because if the Jets acquire Aaron Rodgers, they immediately become, dare I say, a favorite in the AFC East. They have a defense that is put together. Well, everybody is already saying that we lost a division as soon as Rodgers come in. And I'm like, all right, I I hear it's it. Gonna be a, it's going to be it. It'll be a contention for sure. It, you know, it's not going. Nobody's going to give them the AFC East. But you put Rodgers in there and with that defense, and you have a very complete team. As long as Rodgers has a little bit of time in front of him too, the offensive right. line has that to, offense line needs to be twerked a little bit. It's got to, they have to be able to protect him. In my opinion, Rogers still has a lot of gas left in his tank. His, his, I don't see his arm strength tapering off quite like Brady's has over the last couple of years, three or four years. Mm-hmm. But so I do, I think Rogers has, he's got two, possibly three years left in him, I think. Yeah. Depending on, you know, sometimes quarterbacks will just fall off a cliff, but if he doesn't fall off a cliff, I think it could be interesting. And putting him together with Nathaniel Hackett and offense. Mm-hmm. Now, Hackett, I put everything aside that, that <laughs> happened to him with the Broncos. Okay. Right. Not head coaching material. That does not mean he isn't a good offensive coordinator. Exactly. The one doesn't. To do with exactly. the other. Two different jobs. Right. So as an offensive coordinator, I think he's probably pretty good. And, and he was with Aaron Rodgers, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And they have a relationship. And the head coach being a defensive-minded guy, Robert Salah, mm-hmm. he can comfortably, in my opinion, if Aaron Rodgers comes, let that offense, okay, you guys do your thing. You know, right. he doesn't have to worry about it. He can focus exactly. on, on refining the defense that he already has that's very, very good. So, yeah, I think the Jets are a legitimate threat. Legitimate. Yeah. Now, let's talk about Miami, my dear girlfriend. Mm, Miami, Miami, Miami. So, again, the offseason, the uh, free agency, 
and people saying that um, Lamar Jackson can go to Miami. Now, I don't technically think that he can go because Miami doesn't have any number ones picks because they what they did with whatever they did and lost their number one picks. I mean, don't quote me, but I think that's true. Miami. So Miami already had, you know, weapons and their defense was so-so, not, not altogether there. But here's the thing. What are you doing with Tua? Now Tua's up for his fifth year um, extension right now, and they have until May to make a decision on that. Tua also now is going through Judah. They're having Judah, what is it called? Judo. Judo. Judo to learning to fall. And listen, if it helps, I guess it's great. And their second year court, their second year head coach. They were there with us last season. And everybody now has a year underneath their belt. I'm afraid of Miami. I'm not going to lie. Miami was there with us. And if we don't do well in this draft, we're looking up to people. Sorry, we are. The Bills cannot afford to have the two to three game skid pattern that they have had over the last few years in terms of they get into a funk that they have to pull themselves out of. There's no room for funk. Yeah. Also too, why would going back to Rogers just for a minute, why would Rogers want to go to a division <laughs> with competition like this? When he just came from the NFC, what is it? Was was it North? Mm-hmm. Where there wasn't really competition there. You're coming to a competitive division of Allen, Tua. Uh, well, yeah, um, <laughs> Mac Jones. I, I mean, you know, <laughs> it was like Mac Jones. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so why would you want to go into a division that's really, it's competition galore? You know what I mean? But we can we can go back to Miami. Yeah, Miami. Okay, I have my comments about Miami. Watching the combine, and Rich Eisen has Mike Daniels sitting there. Mm. And I don't know if you saw that part, little part, but what my takeaway was it was the strangest interview I think I've seen in years. I was in and out of the combine. Oh yeah. Well, that's how you have to watch the combine. You have to get other stuff done. <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, really it's so, there's so long, but getting back to McDaniels, he's strange. dude. Yeah. And they love him. Strange. strange dude. Yeah. When he was asked by Rich Eisen about Tua, he went off on this, and the only word that comes to mind is like bizarre mm-hmm. explanation that somehow, well, two is cleared to play, but blah, 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 blah. And, and you know, he never answered the question about is Tua ready to go? Right. Or are you guys going to? have two are ready to go because the other thing that was mentioned this week that I thought was interesting 
Josina Anderson, who is a media mogul of her own, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. reported that she's heard rumblings that Miami was going to consider all options at quarterback. Yes, I've seen that tweet. So what's the truth here? I mean, but you kind of have to, don't you? Because of the situation that happened with Tua. So if they can't get, because Lamar Jackson is still out there. And I know what I said. So I don't know if that's true that they can't get him. I mean, they went so far of saying that they were going to bring Tom Brady. In. Yeah, I was just going to bring that, bring that up. Let's not, let's not exclude that possibility either. I mean, and Tom Brady said he has to watch his cat, this two-month-old cat or something like that. And I'm just like, what are we doing here? Like, what are we, what are we doing here? And, and that's why we should be worried because we have no idea what Miami is doing. Miami and is, doesn't probably have any idea what Miami is doing. But it just seems like the same thing of last year because Miami didn't know what they were going to do with the quarterback because people were saying two was the man, two was not the man. Um, the Jets, uh, Zach White was, uh, was the, was it White? No, Zach Wilson. I put the White in them together. Um, Zach Wilson was the guy. He wasn't. It, it's like uh, the only ones that we know are the guys is Josh Allen and Mac Jones. Mac Jones, because they said they were trying to trade Mac to right. the Raiders. Right. So we have our quarterback. We just need some pieces. This AFC East is crazy. It's crazy. It's going to be a very interesting division next season. Very, very interesting. And which I love competition, but I just don't love the the up and downs. You know, that's something we can't control. But still, it's just it's going to be a foot race to the end of the of the of the, to the playoffs for sure, for mm -hmm. sure. So. Are you done with Miami? Did you still want to I'm, talk about two? Uh, you're done? Okay. The Patriots, the only thing comment I want to make about the Patriots is you can't ever write them off. With and they have a lot of money. They have a lot. So I know we said we weren't going to really talk about um, Tremaine, but Tremaine, that could be a spot that Tremaine goes to. And it would be troublesome for us if we did. I really wish he would not go, wouldn't go to nowhere. <laughs> In the AFC East, but that's just me. You know, I know there's a lot of Bills fans feel the same way I do. If he is not with the Buffalo Bills, can he go to the Giants, please? How about the Atlanta Falcons? That too. Like somewhere way over there. See something. Yeah. I just I did you see the tweet that Termaine and Micah, not Micah Hyde, ooh, Termaine and Jordan Poyer are um essentially gone on the Bills? This uh, Adam Schrager, I think his name was, or Adam Adam Schefter. Schefter said it, and I'm just like, I, they didn't say anything yet. Is that concerning to you that you haven't heard anything? And we know that they don't leak anything, but they're not releasing yeah. anyone. They're not doing anything. Are you surprised from the bills? You mean yes? Uh, no, I'm not at all. Brandon Bean never shows his cards. Never, never. And this year probably he's going to be even more cautious about 
lead, you know, leading with any kind of information because mm-hmm. this might be one of the most, imp- well, it is <clears throat> one of the most important drafts that he's had to date. Mm-hmm. This draft has to go right. And as others have said, and I agree, we need to get at least two and hopefully three players out of this draft that can start that aren't developmental players, but they can immediately plug in yes, and, and play. play. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I understand people frustration in, but the, you know, this is how, how things happen because the jets have been so bad for so long. Now their draft picks are, you know, turning around there. They're, that's what they're supposed to do. And, and, and this is what, it, what happens when you, suck quote unquote for so long when the bills had had opportunities to do so i mean they didn't hit on them so we have to hit there's a there's a few players and i think it's fair to say you know everybody was in love with brandon bean and we all love brandon bean Mm -hmm. but brandon bean is a human being and he himself has said if you hit on 50% of your picks, you're doing good. Mm-hmm. So I don't have any, some people get all upset about, well, he didn't draft this right and didn't draft. But that's what draft picks. Draft is all about. It, that's come on. Shoot. Yeah, it's, it is. You don't know. You're not going to know when you draft that person, that guy, if he's a fit for Buffalo. You can you can assume. They didn't know that the punter was in, had oh. problems. I, I, I don't blame, I don't, listen, you know, I, the, the punter point. situation, I don't even, I don't even talk to people about that because I just, I just don't, because it came in, it came in as when Deshaun, all that. So it's like, you're no better than, it's like, I don't even discuss it because right. people get a little bit crazy. I'm with you. And, you know, and, excuse me, but I think the big point I'd like to make is that the draft is a crapshoot and judging being on whether or not he hit on this player or that player. Now, if you hit on no players, then yeah, that's that's a problem. But we all know Brandon Bean, he did his homework. He he's the one who stood by Josh Allen. When he picked Josh Allen, he told everybody that was whining about it. Right. Wait and see, you're going to love this kid. Right. And he was right. So but he, that people go back to why uh, Wyatt Teller, Ugh. that pick. It wasn't. It wasn't. But the thing about it, it wasn't even something that. It was numbers. Right. It had nothing to do with his talent. He thought, listen, I probably can get this guy back, and it didn't happen. It didn't happen. But Stuff I think happens. That's right. What absolutely. Absolutely. I think that he's going to hit on Shakir. I think he's going to hit on um, um, Elam. I truly believe that, you corners, know, a, corners, people, corners take a couple of years to develop in the NFL and particularly if they come from one style versus yes. another and Elam didn't play in zone style. No. He played man to man. So You know they wanted to get rid of Dawson Knox and your tight ends take a long time to develop. Time. Mm-hmm. A long time. 
And we're not really a tight end type of a scheme. So, I mean, I don't know what you guys want to do here. Like, it's just, you know, it's the off season and people just sometimes just, and I get it because maybe sometimes I speak up out of my butt too. But I mean, (laughs) but you know, Googling, right, right. But Googling is your friend. So just look some stuff up. Google, Google, Google. Google. You know? But let's move on. Um, We spoke a little bit about our division, and we'll speak more about it because when free agency happens, that's going to be definitely a conversation that we're going to have, and we're going to come back to how how the Buffalo Bills rank up in this division. And and then we're going to have the draft, and we're going to discuss some more about that. But let's move on to something kind of fun, and I don't know if it's fun, but – Stefan Dix. Let's talk about Stefan Dix. <laughs> and his tweets. Okay. Everybody's tripping. Everybody's tripping. He, why are they tripping? I, man, listen, if. Talk to me about why people are tripping. Let me just say this. So, and people might not agree with this, but so when you're in a relationship, right? So I did this, me and wife, me and my wife did this. I stopped following her on Facebook and um, and she doesn't have a Twitter. She doesn't do Twitter or nothing like that. We follow each other on Instagram and that's it. Cause you normally you just post p- pictures, right? So we don't follow each other on um, Facebook because I just thought it was best because if you're having an argument and you just put something up there, people are like, Oh, wonder what they're talking about. <laughs> I said, Hey, let this between me and you, do you not want to follow each other on Facebook? And she was like, all right, let's do it. Nothing mad about it. It was just a conversation. I think it's the best thing. I love it. <laughs> we are in a relationship with Stefan Diggs and some of us have to just delete him. <laughs> <laughs> Block his ass. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got to chill. Like seriously. Come on. Don't take anything personal. It's just business. He's in Paris, y'all. And I think <laughs> to some extent, he may enjoy twisting he, us all in the wind. He loves it. What do you mean? Yeah. He's getting us all shook. And then someone said that Dig stopped following the Buffalo Bills. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Oh, no. I Did he really? All, <laughs> I think we should all panic. Yeah. Yeah. It's just business. Don't take it personal. Um, don't take things personal from people you don't know personally. I like that one, actually. Exactly. Some of this stuff, you guys should take some advice from him. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's important for everyone to take a deep breath when it comes to the personality of wide receivers, many have strange personalities like flamboyant would be the word that I would use to describe some personalities that you see among wide receivers. Now, of course they differ. Is Robert Woods like that? No, Robert Woods has a completely different personality, but Stefan Diggs, he is a different kind of cat. Yeah. But this is social media too. And I think some people love that. 
Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it gets people going. Like, Absolutely. I just, I'm a, I, I'm old. I don't, <laughs> I don't care about that stuff. <laughs> Personally, I don't care. I'd be laughing at you calling yourself old girl. <laughs> you could be my daughter. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm telling you though, you are so right. There is no, no place on this planet where I would be worried about what Stefan Diggs is saying or doing. He said, protect your peace. (gasps) I mean, what does that protect my peace? I mean, he's telling you to stop reading my stuff and protect your peace. (laughs) Jill. Right. That's just that. That's just pretty much basically the message that I get. And I think it's, it's something that we all ought to just not engage with. It's fun to look at for me. For real. But and I just move on. Though. And out of shape about it just feeds into it more. Yes. And, and you're going to drive yourself crazy in the off season thinking about Stefan Diggs going somewhere. Listen, <laughs> we all know that debt cap is too much for the Buffalo Bills. They're, they're right now trying to figure out how they're going to play their draft picks. You think they're going to send Stefan Diggs to the Dallas Cowboys? Last I heard was the Chicago Bears with a debt cap of $36 million where he just signed a contract, what, a year ago? How dumb do you think Brandon Bean is? (laughs) Yeah. That's why the armchair GM stuff, I just leave that for for other people. I I totally do. Mm. I really don't. If you ever listen to anything that I do. I don't talk numbers and I don't talk money because it's not my field, first of all, and it's not my money. I don't talk it. Brandon Bean knows what he's doing. If he's going to take a debt cap of $36 million, uh, um, uh, what's his name? The Bakula. What's his name? Uh, Terry Bakula is going to come to the office, knock on the door and say, are you okay? <laughs> is something going on? Did you just, did you just, D- Diggs is gone. W- w- explain it. Exactly. So it's, I mean, come on. And I know he wants to probably play with his brother. He'll see him next year when they play here and he can give him a big old hug. Yeah. <laughs> like stop. Stop. Just yeah. Stop. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. We have to worry about retaining people signing. Um, I don't know. Robin, I don't know. I I think our guys are gone. Yeah. Um, we have a there are, are a, there's a large void that will need to be filled okay. on defense, and I understand everyone's frustration. I have it too that we haven't focused enough on offense, especially the offensive line. I do. I do. <sighs> That's where a lot of energy and resources need to be directed. But at the same time, the defense is losing two huge leaders if Poyer and Edmonds are gone, which I I, I just assume that they are at this point. Yeah. Let me ask you this. So the Philadelphia Eagles had the best defense in the NFL, top defense in the NFL. All right. Went to the Super Bowl. What did that defense do for them in that Super Bowl? Not much. Right. So I think now we need to con- concentrate on offense. Sorry. No disrespect to Tremaine. I think he's a wonderful player. 
but you need to give Josh weapons now. We've concentrated on his defense for the last, what, three, four years? Mm-hmm. I think now we got to switch it up and give Josh weapons because what happened in that, and we always have to go back to that last game because that was our last game. Josh put up 10 points. The Buffalo Bills put up 10 points. Unacceptable. And even if that defense, which it wasn't, it didn't show up, our offense did nothing. So, I mean, I'm sorry to see them go. I am. I really am. But in a group chat, what I am with my um, my network, all the guys are just like, I'm ready for this offense to show up. You mm-hmm. can replace alignment. That's what they're saying. You can replace alignment. Tremaine is good, but he doesn't have splash plays like that, and he doesn't hit the hole. That's what they're saying. So, I mean – I don't know. You can look at all the numbers. Right. And you can look at what a player's presence does on the field. Right. And that's where I think people get divergent about Tremaine because you Mm -hmm. can get focused on numbers. What I probably wish he had more of, he's not as instinctive as I wish he would be. He's reactive. Exactly. He's definitely not instinctive at all. Right. You just want him to just go. Like Milano, you can see. He's already gone. He's gone. But Tremaine is maybe hesitant or two steps back. Right. And Milano's like there. Yeah. And you you can't teach. That's not something you can teach. You can't teach that. And occasionally you'll see Tremaine zig when he should zag. So... You know, I love these like technical terms that I'm mm-hmm. using, but I don't <laughs> care about the technical crap either. I what I look at is a football player on the field, and Tremaine was a tremendous football player on mm-hmm. the field. No player is without their flaws. No, for sure. Things that they have to they have to work on. So I'm going to feel the loss of Tremaine tremendously. Because I feel like we grew him from a little boy. No, you know, 19. Years old when he when he came to the Bills and he didn't even want to say a word because he's he, in his prime now. He is. He's totally in his prime, which is why he's going to get a lot more money than the Bills could afford to pay. Yes. And I wish him all the best. I just don't want him to stay in the AFC East. Please, please, please. Go yeah, I don't want to see Tremaine. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to see Tremaine either. Um, but that is it, unless you have some more. Just my usual promotion for our blog for sure. of www.buffalofambase.com. Mm-hmm. And Dean Kindig, our, our draft guru guy, has a, updated his board, his fan board, and his draft board, and he goes 500 players deep. Yes. <laughs> yes. Those 500 players. I was like, okay, Dean. Each player, <laughs> you can hit, click on the link, you get all their stuff from Yes. And you get you click on another link and you get an interview that you can watch. And this with, is a hobby? Yes. Wow. He's amazing. He Dean, is. If you're listening to this, I cannot tell you how much I love you because you are the man when it comes I, to Yeah. Cause I, I, I directed, um, I messaged him and I was just like some guys I had 
And he, you know, he um, messaged me back and I was just like, thank you so much. He's like, just let me know if you need anything else. And then he sent me some stuff over and I'm just like looking at this list and I'm like, and this is a hobby. Like what in the world? Thank you. Amazing. Amazing. Amazing talent. And I, for what's going on with players, mm-hmm. I've worked with him now for four or five years and he has picked players that have ended up on the board. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah, he, he has. And he has an eye for uh, that, that sort of thing. He's taught me so much. I've learned so much from him cool. about how to evaluate players and, and so on. And hopefully it was an exchange because before we met and started talking, he wasn't doing player interviews, like assessing player interviews. Mm-hmm. And we talked about how important it is to have a kind of a quality component to your evaluation. That right, right. Just the numbers. So awesome. he takes every interview that he can find on YouTube and grades them for each player. And oh, okay. so, yeah, it's really amazing. And I felt like, wow, that's cool that he added that. Yeah. To what he's doing in terms of his analysis. So he his analyses, I believe, are so complete that, he's the guy, he's the guy I use, like his fan base board, you mm-hmm. know, the Buffalo fan base draft right. that he puts together. That's where I go. If I want to look for a player, I have it bookmarked and, you know, on my computer. So cool. He can, I like that. And it, on Twitter, his, his handle is complicated. Capital letters D T T C bill. Yeah. It is complicated. Underscore Astro. Capital A S small S T R O. So you can find him on Twitter. He is the greatest follow. And like you said, if you ask him any question, he either yeah. he will answer it or he'll research it and get back to you. Tell everybody about your blog too. You had something coming out, didn't you? Oh yes, I wrote something this week. I wrote an article about I longing for the angry Josh Allen. It's it's up on the website. I wrote it a few days ago. I don't know why the spirit moved me, but it did. I felt like I needed to say I was wishing that we had the angry Josh Allen that we had when he felt like he was being misjudged, Mm -hmm. not take, you know, not taken seriously and all that. I miss that Josh Allen. I would love to see the, that Josh Allen back again and not the Josh Allen that I'm seeing now who looks to me like he feels like the burden of the world is on his shoulders. He needs a balance. That's all. He needs to bring back that balance, Josh Allen, because uh, again, you know, the laughter, the joke, yeah. Josh Allen, I miss him. Yeah. I mean, Michael Hyde was on um, good morning, Buffalo. I mean, no good morning football. Oh, today. And oh, um, yeah, I gotta go check it out. Mm-hmm. He was talking about Josh Allen and um, Kyle Brandt had mentioned that Josh, they want Josh Allen to do everything and be Superman. I personally don't want Josh Allen to do everything and be Superman. No. I want Josh Allen to understand he has help. Exactly. And hopefully, yeah. And in that sense that he has help, he's also able to relax and enjoy himself a little bit more. And I, that's, that's what you're saying. Yes. Where is that Josh Allen? 
that's the Josh Allen. Yeah. I like angry Josh Allen. That's what I yeah. want. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, I am going to tag those blogs on this episode as well, like I normally do. So you guys can go check those out as well. Follow us on Twitter. Um, yeah, you see it right there. T Estelle B-I-B. I think that's me. Or T4. I don't even know what I am. I don't even know what I am on, on Twitter anymore. Whatever. Just, you are wonderful. You, How about that? Thank you. And so are you. We are wonderfuls on Twitter. <laughs> so follow us. Wonderful. You know, yeah. Look for the wonderful. <laughs> oh, I thank you so much. I love you so much for doing this with me every every week. Oh, we did episode Stefan Diggs, episode 14 done in the yes. book. In the books. To the next one. Yes. You too. All right. Thank you guys. Peace out. And like always, it's go, go Bills. <laughs>